Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Hello and welcome back to Angel Talks Life. If this is your first time here, well, you are in for a treat. On this show, we talk about current events from a Christian perspective, lifestyle tips and hacks to improve your productivity, and of course, our faith in God. So stay tuned for this episode of Angel Talks Life. Okay, okay, I know that it has been a long time since I have made a podcast, but your girl is back, okay? And I'm not going anywhere this time, so... Let's just say hi and get on with today's episode. Now, in today's episode, I really wanted to talk to you about something personal, something I've been going through, something that has been really, really um, affecting people around me, and that has been loneliness. Um, Now, I'm talking about loneliness from being single. And you know, according to this 2017 statistics from the U.S. Census Bureau, 50.2% of us are single. And you know, I a lot of friends, I have experienced a lot of the pains of loneliness. But there are some steps we can take. We don't have to stay here, y'all. We do not have to stay here. So I have five steps of how to alleviate that feeling of loneliness. And we're going to get right into them right after this. We'll be right back. Before we get right into the steps of how to alleviate the feeling of loneliness, I think it's best to start with understanding loneliness. According to an assistant professor of psychiatry, Dr. Stephanie at University of Chicago Medicine, she described loneliness and I really liked her description, um, she said that loneliness is a state of mind characterized by a disassociation between what an individual wants or expects from a relationship and what that individual experiences in that relationship. And because loneliness is a state of mind, being physically alone is not a necessary nor a sufficient condition to per- experiencing loneliness. Now, I thank Stephanie for her wonderful definition of loneliness, and I think it's very accurate, but I still wanted to explore the spiritual side of why I feel lonely. And for me, I'm going to be speaking out of my experience. A lot of that, um, of the feelings came when I exited a relationship and often that relationship involves, um, sexual acts, you know, I was having sex. And I remember thinking to myself, I had just gotten out of a relationship. And I mean, I was on the verge of calling the guy back. I didn't even like him, (laughs) but I was on the verge of calling him back. And it had just really intensified and everything. Like, it seemed like I saw couples and rings and marriages just coming out of nowhere. And I was wondering, I'm like, why am I going through this? Well, through, through my experience, I saw that I had attached myself, my soul to another person. And you know, when you consummate through sex, you are actually consummating a marriage before the eyes of God. So I saw that I had basically consummated a spiritual marriage 
to somebody I didn't even want to be with. And after realizing that I, I opened the door to loneliness to be there. Um, and oftentimes I'm just going to divvy off into another, um, subject. Oftentimes people don't want to be alone or feel the feeling of loneliness so much that they decide to settle with that person that they really don't like. And it, they experience that loneliness now in a partnership, which I feel is worse than experiencing loneliness in my singleness. But back onto the topic, loneliness, I realized from the area that I was experiencing it, it had to be from the devil. You know, it's not like God is making me go into a different, uh, go and be better through loneliness. No, it had to be from the devil. The despair and the worry and the anxiety that came from it are all characteristics of how the devil torments us. So I, after realizing that I thought, okay, um, how can I confront this? And I realized that I realized five um, ways to curb the feeling of loneliness. And I want to share those with you. Um, and I also want to add before we go into our commercial break that you do not, don't feel condemned. Um, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but I promise you, I've had some virgin friends. If you are a virgin, maintain it because one of the worst feelings to have is after someone has bonded with you is you know in a soul tie and spiritually to now reject you that does a lot to a woman because we're emotional and need to be protected so if you are a virgin or if you're just celibate now and you're you know feeling those bouts of loneliness take heed that it is not worth it protect yourself and keep your by staying in the word of god um, and staying in his obedience. Okay. So let's get to commercial break and I'll be right back. We'll be right back. Okay. So getting rid of loneliness is not something that is instantaneous. It really takes practice. Okay. So the first practical step that I have for you is to watch what you're listening to and looking at on social media, um, in videos, or even the discussions that you have with friends and family. Um, take for instance, um, my mom, you know, she would always say, Hey, you know, I really want you to be married. Or when I got out of a relationship, um, you know, her wanting to be married, of course, that's positive. I thank her for that. But when I get out of relationships, I would tell her everything that was so bad about this one guy. And while it allowed me to vent, it really put into my mind, hey, I don't know if anybody's good out there. So I had to really watch my conversations um, with friends and family members. But, you know, one of the things that I did do with my mom, you know, she, of course, she's like, hey, I really want to see you married. I'm praying for you. And I would, you know, I would just tell her, I'm like, hey, I appreciate you praying for me. Just join me in praying for my future that is secured according to God's will and timing. And I really focused on just saying for my future, you know, I focusing on that one aspect of marriage, relationship, relationship, marriage, marriage, you know, it can really narrow. Um, yeah, it narrows your focus. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. It narrows your focus on it and it, the absence of it just makes it 
just feels so much worse. So, you know, let me, let's focus on praying for my for God's will for me and timing in my future. That way everything will come when it needs to and when it is supposed to. Okay, so the second practical step that I have for you is during my times of loneliness, after I realized where it was coming from, I then decided to take that time to reflect on what I really needed in my spouse. I had, I was in continuous relationship with dud after dud after dud. And I was like, okay, like, is it me or am I attracting them? What is going on? So what I really found out is I was going for the good looking six, four and above. Um, and he had to be a man of God. And I mean, you know, that sounds great, right? Yeah. Until I got all of that, I got a good looking man that was six, four and a man of God, and it didn't work out. (laughs) And I was like, okay, maybe I'm not being specific enough in what I am needing to be able to recognize it when I have it. So, um, I, what I did was, is I just really went to God and I said, God, let me, let's let, let us no Come on, come here, come here real quick. God, let me talk to you what do I need in a husband? You know, and really the Holy Spirit was able to start revealing to me different aspects of my life where I needed somebody. One of the aspects was, um, I'm very emotionally charged. So in that I need a man that's not, I need a man that's very, you know, Hey, you know, let's just think about this and not riding along with my wave of emotions. Um, and I also need a man that reflects prayerfully reflects on decisions that I bring to him. You know, I'm a businesswoman, so I don't want someone directing me in everything, but can give me suggestions and recommendations. And I can really think about that. Like, okay, you know, he really means that. I think that's really good. And I can trust this decision because I know that he's making, you know, prayerful, um, wise recommendations. And those two things really, uh, show me that, I wasn't praying or seeking the right thing in my spouse. I was seeking, um, fulfilling my flesh really, to be honest. And since then I've been able to pray more specific prayers for what, uh, I need in my spouse. And I have been praying those things and also looking for those things. I've had some men come back and they're like, you know, Hey, it's me. You know, what's up girl? It's me. And I'm like, Oh, but I know you don't have what I need in order for us to have a wonderful partnership. Okay. Now, just like I told you, I had to reflect and figure out what I needed in my relationship or in my spouse. Number three is I had to take time to reflect and also get to know me better. I think a lot of what, where we go wrong and wanting and needing and seeking relationship is that we're so eager to have someone show us the love and the care that we really should be showing ourselves. And now I'm not meeting somebody, somebody that's just rubbing your feet, rubbing your back, drawing you a bath. Um, those things are very nice, but I'm talking about being good to yourself and treating yourself better and loving yourself by making, you know, 
strategic decisions in your life that are favorable towards your future. Um, like, you know, go buy the house, go on vacation. If you go, if you want to go on a solo vacation, go on a solo vacation, start the business, you know, learn a trade or, you know, learn a new hobby or something, become the singer, become the actress. All I'm asking you to do is just reflect on your life, love yourself and live. Um, my mother used to always tell me, do not stop living, waiting on a man. And listening to her advice, I've been able to move forward, not waiting on this knight in shining armor to come and help me make these decisions. God and I are making these decisions and he's guiding me along the way. So let me follow him and learn how to be a wife in him. And then when the man comes, now I'm able to be that woman, that partner and reflect on what he says and know that I have a mind of my own as well. Okay, stay tuned because right after this commercial break, we're going to go over the last two practical steps of how to curb loneliness. We'll be right back. So steps four and five really focus on practical steps um, that require action on your part. Um, and I'm saying action outside of yourself. Um, this right here, the step number four is focused on directing your energy elsewhere. And I use this step a lot and I had to really redirect how I was using this step. For me, I would tunnel in or focus in on work or a project in order to get away from that feeling of loneliness because the sense of accomplishment was a positive feeling. They counteracted the negative feeling of loneliness. So therefore I was focusing on the work. Um, since I've been doing that, I've realized that I needed more balance. And so I've not focused in on work so much, but really started to navigate to activities that involved me being with others or working harmoniously with others to accomplish um, a deed or, you know, or some task or project. And that gave me a sense of fulfillment for being able to connect with people as well as complete a project. But I, you know, that's for me because I'm more of an introverted person. I still have some recommendations for that anybody can do. Um, my first one is, you know, find an organization that you can volunteer regularly. There are millions of nonprofit organizations, and they would love to have you on their team as a volunteer. And you need that. Um, somewhere where you're not required to be, you do not have to deal with everything, but you can go socialize, help and be a part of something that is meaningful. My second one is second tip is just to keep a gratefulness journal. Um, I have a planner that has a gratefulness journal at the end of the day and you're supposed to write like one thing or three things that you're grateful for for that day i will say that thankfulness you know the bible tells us to be thankful for everything and it's being thankful opens your mind up and it really counteracts that loneliness um because it keeps you on the positive side of things and god is positivity so keeping a gratefulness journal will help you overcome those thoughts of doubt, worry, and anxiety that comes from being lonely. So I really suggest that tip. Actually, I suggest the gratefulness journal 
no matter what. Like you don't even have to be lonely. Just keep one so that you'll always know what you're thankful for. Okay. So number three is spend time with loved ones. Um, for me, let me, that's not always the easiest thing, especially in this time of quarantine, but I do not live in my hometown. I'm a thousand miles away from my closest family member or not my closest, but my nearest family member. I'm a thousand miles away from them. So speaking with loved ones, I just make an intentional effort to call, to um, stay in contact, to hear how their day is going. Um, so that way I can still feel that involvement that and connection that we need and thrive off of as being a part of a family unit. Now, it doesn't always have to be a family member. It can be someone that you're really close to that has your best interest in at heart. So making sure that you spend time with them is crucial to overcoming that loneliness as well. Um, my last tip for everyone to try to overcome loneliness is to find a hobby or reconnect with a hobby or focus in on the hobby that you started already. Um, focusing on the hobby, the reason I say that is because hobbies connect you to people. Okay, so I always wanted to act, right? So I decided to start a new hobby. I said, I'm going to go to acting school. So I started going to acting school. I found all these people. They're like, we're family. I don't t particularly think we're family. You know, I just come there for the class. But it's very nice to be connected to these people and know that if they have a show or they we want to participate in something together, it's available to me. And that's something that everyone needs. We need that sense of connection to be fulfilled. So those are four practical steps that I have for you um, to do, direct your energy elsewhere rather than in your mind focusing on what is not there. Okay, so number five, <clears throat> I like this one. Number five is date and be the person you want to date. I really love this step. Um, when I thought, you know, when I thought of it, I was like, ooh, like it hit me. So after all that advice, still go out there. Don't retreat and practice isolation. No, stay out there. Only if you can handle the loss of a relationship. For a while, I could not handle losing someone even in a relationship or in a toxic relationship, I could not handle it. So I did stay away until I could gain that strength. But handling, if you can handle the loss of a relationship, and I don't suggest you go and try it to find out if you can really reflect. If you can handle dating, go and date. And in addition, change your perspective before you get back out there. Not everyone is your potential husband. I have met some very good guy friends from potentially dating them. We went out, we realized, hey, you know, he, you know, I don't really care for how he carries himself, but this man is awesome when it's time to go to the arcade. Like, this is our thing, you know? And you could tell we knew that that was just us. That was our thing. So we would still connect over going to the arcade and just playing games and things like that. We'll be there for a whole Saturday and boom, that was what he was good for. 
And I had to stop marrying people in my mind in order to date. So I'm going to give that to you. Don't marry them in your mind. Really get to see if this person is worthy of your time, your energy, and your thoughts before giving them that emotion of wanting to know if they're a potential husband or not. Um, Because they could just be a potential friend and you don't want to miss out on that making them a husband before (laughs) you know their last name, okay? Um, Those are my five steps um, for you. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode, my comeback episode. Um, This Friday, I will be doing another episode where I am giving my opinion on the Black Lives Matter movement and Little Wayne and 50 Cent conversation. You are not going to want to miss this at all. Um, I do have some guest speakers and we're going to just have a healthy discussion about the Black Lives Matter movement and then how we're viewed as black women in America. Um, If you would like to leave me a voicemail for this episode, go to my podcast page and you will find the link. Leave me a voicemail. I would love to hear from you all. And as always, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Angel Talks Life. And, but before you go, okay, I'm gonna pray over you because loneliness is not easy, all right? Lord, Father, we give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise for this day, for this podcast, and for the listener, Lord, Father. Lord, Father, we just pray that as they are overcoming loneliness, Lord, Father, that you would just remove every um, root of anxiety, worry, and depression that has come from that open door. And Lord, Father, we pray right now that the door that be closed right now in the name of Jesus to loneliness. Lord Father, that you would just wash them with his side. Lord Father, make them as clean as snow in their minds because they already are in yours. Lord Father, and Lord Father, as they travail through the rest of their day and throughout this life, Lord Father, that they will find um, everything that they need emotionally in you, Lord Father, and you will bring that man to them who is going to be their balance in their home and their lives, God, who's going to come and hold them up and care for them the way that you have designed him to care for them, Lord Father. We give you all the glory and honor in holy matrimonies, Lord Father, and we proclaim holy matrimonies. We declare holy matrimonies for each and every listener, and Lord Father, we declare that there be prosperous marriages and healthy children in Jesus' name, Lord Father, and we thank you that as we're forming and loving ourselves and forming our businesses and creating our futures, Lord Father, that the Holy Spirit would guide us and direct us on the path that we shall go. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you all, and I'll talk to you all on Friday.